Thank you for tuning in to episode 47 of the Lauren Bronson Experience. I want to start this episode off by thanking all my listeners. Uh, less than a month ago, I broke 600 listeners, and that was overwhelmingly humbling to me. Uh, some of you podcasters out there may have a much larger number, but you're not me, and I can't compare myself to you. I can only compare myself to a previous version of myself. And the previous version of myself had zero listeners and no podcast. So to go from no podcast and zero listeners to 600 listeners, it's unbelievable. Now, less than a month after that, this month that I'm talking about right now, February, it's Valentine's Day, I look at my subscription. I've almost broken another 100 listeners. I'm almost at 700 listeners. And this isn't for me to brag. This is for me to thank you. This is for me to express my gratitude that if you're allowing me to, to teach you something, if you feel there's anything redeemable or beneficial about this podcast, please let me know what you like because I want to do more of that. I, the whole purpose of this is to have this exchange of information. I provide something to you, you provide something to me, and it's a continuous cycle of that. So if there's something you're really enjoying about this podcast, any of the 700 of you that are out there, and thank you for all 700 of you, each and every one, just let me know what you like the most, what episodes resonate with you the most, because that's what I will do for you. That I, I want to curate episodes that mean something to you. I don't want you guys to listen just for the sake of listening and killing time. I want you to walk away from this with more knowledge than you had before. So let's let's get into today's episode. And today's episode is is about talking to your audience and how to how to be a public figure because that's what you all are. You're all public figures. You're you're teaching something to somebody, but I feel you're not doing it right. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Now, I, if if you know me and you listen to the podcast enough, you'll know I've referenced Seth Godin a lot, and that's because I think Seth is a genius. I think a lot of people sleep on Seth and they don't understand how intelligent he is. Unlike a lot of other marketers, quote-unquote, out there, they talk about specific implementations through Instagram or Twitter or something else. But Seth talks more about the metagame. Seth talks about human interaction. He talks about examples where people found success in ways that you would have thought would have only led to catastrophic failure. Seth understands that to understand marketing, to truly understand people and how you speak to people, you can't look at a post-by-post basis. You need to look at the entire grand scheme of everything. You need to understand that each post is one small puzzle piece in a much larger picture. When you start looking at your business model like that, that everything is one small piece in a much larger thing, you begin to think more meta. And that meta approach to marketing, that meta approach to talking to your audience will ensure that you're always on topic and in the correct tone because your tone can change depending on the day. But if you have that that North Star that you're always pointing to, you'll always remain consistent. And that's what people want. They want consistency. A perfect example. If you go to McDonald's today and you're expecting that greasy hamburger with that salt, I'm not saying it's bad. You know, if that's what you want, it's great. If you're going to McDonald's expecting that greasy, salty, delicious hamburger and you go there and all of a sudden it's a five-star, three Michelin-star restaurant, they're giving you flaming young, charging you $60 for a steak, you're saying, this isn't what I signed up for. I didn't come to McDonald's to order this fancy food. This isn't what McDonald's does. McDonald's is the king of fast food. That's why I came to McDonald's. So when you spend most of your time talking about pets and positivity, and then one day some politician says something that angers you, and you go on this long tirade about how much you dislike them and how they're ruining the country and this, that, and the other thing, you may have supporters. But the majority of the people that came to McDonald's, they want a hamburger. They want your positivity or your pet feed or whatever it is that you normally do. So I'm not saying you can't go off topic, but you need to understand the implications it can have if you do. That's a very important thing because I see a lot of people are very sporadic. If you're a brand, you need to stick to your tone. You need to stick to what you talk about. 
if you're an individual, you can have your own opinions. That's the difference. Some people, they muddy the waters, though, where they, they don't know if they're a brand or they're an individual. I'll give you a specific example, speaking, referring to me. My L. Brainstein page on Instagram and my Lorne persona online, that's reflective of me. I talk about marketing stuff, I talk about a lot of stuff, but it's me, personally me, the human being with flaws and traits and characteristics and my anxiety and all my neuroses. That's me. The Space Tree page, that is my brand. That is the media. That is the marketing. That is the meta that only focuses on teaching you. So Lauren Bronstein may say things that you don't like. Lauren Bronstein may say things you disagree with. So if you only want marketing information related to education and learning and speaking to people and building a community, Space Tree is where you want to go. If you want a little bit of both, if you want a little bit of personality added to that and see my day-to-day, -day, then that's what my personal pages are for. A lot of people don't make the separation, and that can get confusing to your audience because a lot of the people, you'll, 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 you're segmenting your audience, essentially. Half of your audience listens to you for your practical advice, for your business advice, for whatever your expertise is. The other half of your audience may just like you for who you are. They like your personality, so they're following you. The problem is when you post one thing, you're alienating the other half of the audience. That's why it's good to segment your profiles and sp choose specific target markets and try to maintain that structure of information, that structure of content so it's a steady flow and people know what they can expect when they continue to come to your page. Consistency is key. I can't stress that enough. Less important than posting every day is being consistent with your tone and what you post. So, so there's the first tip. Be consistent in your tone. Less important than posting all the time is being consistent. When you do post, it's always in the same vein, the same type of tone, the same type of context, the same type of information. So people always know, like the same way when you go to McDonald's, you can always order that same hamburger and it tastes the same every single time. You are that McDonald's, whether it's for marketing, whether it's for pets, positivity, meditation, exercise, whatever it is. You need to think like that store. You're that retail store where no matter when they come in, you're consistent. And consistency is key. Let's move on to the second tip. This is one that I have taken from Seth Godin, and I cannot, I cannot stress the importance of this enough. Because all the people that you look up to, you look up to because they offer something that you don't have, something that you don't know, whether it's information, whether it's insights, whether it's access to things. You, that's why you do it. We, we watch super, these super athletes because they're able to perform in ways we can't imagine, and it's fun to watch because vicariously we're able to live through them by watching them. So where am I going with this? You, whatever your brand is, once again, positivity, pets, yoga, exercise, whatever it is, you have followers that come to you because they care about what you have to say. They want to learn from you. You know things that are that second knowledge to you. Like it's just it's a given. Of course you know that. But they don't. So when you're teaching them, they're thrilled to get this information. They're writing it down in their notebooks. They can't wait for the next words to come out of your mouth. So you need to realign your thought process and stop thinking of yourself as a person and stop thinking of yourself as an equal in that regard because you're not equal to the people you're speaking to. And that's not to say in a derogatory way that they're beneath you. They're your students. They're your pupils. You're the teacher. The same way you look up to other people that are teachers to you, you're their teacher. So rather than looking down upon them, the reason why you're different from them is because you have access to information or experience they do not. So as a teacher, you need to teach them. You need to be patient. You need to explain things in a way that doesn't use all the lingo that you know that's a given in your industry because they don't know that lingo yet. You need to break it down for them in a way that's easily digestible and a way that they can then regurgitate it to their friends so they can prove they know what they're talking about. 
There's a difference between regurgitating something because you've heard it and you're saying it in the exact same way they said it and actually fundamentally understanding the underlying reasoning behind what you're saying. If you can get people to understand what you're trying to say and really actually absorb it, you're doing an excellent job as a teacher and that's how you need to think about speaking to your audience. You're a teacher, they are your pupils. The same way you go to videos on YouTube to learn about no-till soiling or how to make wine or how to pick the best wine or the best type of craft beer because you don't know from that stuff. You know you like beer, but you don't know what the best beer is. So you go to the beer expert and now you're the pupil and now you're listening to this teacher and this teacher's teaching you about craft beer. So it's a constant cycle. So the people that are your students aren't necessarily always your students. When time comes where you need their expertise, they're your teacher. So you need to think of it like that. When it's time to teach, you need to be in the teacher's position. You need to be in a, in a confident and most importantly, patient state of mind because these people may not get it the first time. You need to explain it. You need to re-explain it. You need to explain it from a different angle. So these people get it no matter which way it's presented. Because if these people understand what you're trying to tell them and then they explain it to other people, that's a reflection of you, that you've done something right because you've teach that individual. And, you know, I've, I've had the luck of having tr tremendously wonderful teachers in my life. And the teachers always tell me the best feeling in the world and the reason why they became a teacher is because when they see a student that hates school or a student that just didn't get it and when it, when it finally clicks and they finally get it, it's the most rewarding feeling in the world that you helped someone that not only did they not get it, they didn't want to get it. So now all of a sudden when they do get it and they embrace it, it's like, oh my goodness, I've helped this person. This person is now, they're, they're fuller, they have more information, they're stronger, they're more capable. It, it's truly a remarkable feeling. So whatever YouTube channel you have, Instagram page you have, Twitter page you have, I don't care what it is, I don't care what you're doing, whether it's art or anything else, people are listening and you need to teach them. Be patient as you teach them, but ensure that you're constantly providing information in a way that they can absorb it. Don't just use big words to look smart or to, to you know, you don't, don't pontificate for the sake of pontificating. Say something of value that these people can walk away from. Tell their friends and have them check you out too. Because if you teach them something, if they walk away with knowledge that they didn't have before, that is the most valuable asset you can give to anybody. I can't stress that enough. And for my third and final tip, I believe it was Oscar Wilde who said, be yourself because everybody else is already taken. It's, it's great because I see a lot of people trying to be respectful, and I, and I mean that in a derogatory way because respectfulness is nice to people, but there's limits to respectfulness, and there often becomes a point where people are so respectful it's phony. It's okay to push back a little bit on something. It's okay to disagree and create a little bit of a friction. The people that you look up to, the people that you think have insights that you don't have those insights because they have a little bit of friction, because they stand their ground, because they stand for what they believe in. When, when the tide changes, as it does every 15 minutes or more, you know, I'm talking about the, the, uh, the political climate, the, the social climate, whatever you want to call it. You know, people are constantly being offended by things, and it's fine because there's nothing you can do to change your opinion anyway. So what I'm trying to tell you is be true to yourself. If yourself will offend people, and there's nothing you can do, and that's how life goes, but all the people you look up to, they're, they have a sense of irreverence. They do something that breaks the rules. They do something that's against the grain. And the reason why you look up to them is for that reason. You may not think it, but it's the truth. All people, are dis all people that are successful are disruptors. The people that are not disruptors are cogs, and that's okay if you don't want to be a disruptor. 
but then don't take on the responsibility of an entrepreneur or a teacher because a teacher has to ask the questions everybody's too afraid to ask. They have to push the buttons everybody's too afraid to push. They have to stretch the limits of what we're comfortable with to allow us to think and to create new thoughts. That's really what it is. So all the people that you look up to, all the people that that create things, that do things, that push progress forward are doing so because they have a sense of irreverence. They have a sense of pushing boundaries. That, that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's questioning. It's, it's not being a troll. It's not being disrespectful. It's not being hate-filled or anything like that. I'm saying just question things. Try to look at things from another perspective. Try to, try to understand all sides of the argument. Try to make people question. Try, you know, this is what you're trying to do. You're trying to spin things from a different angle. You're trying to cease every argument from another perspective because it allows you to think and people will be offended no matter what and that's fine. Can I give you a perfect example? I, I know my listeners. I know who a lot of you guys listen to and Gary Vaynerchuk is one of those people and he's great. You know, Gary's great. He's over the top but that's who he is and you can't blame him for that because he's being true to himself as Seth Godin's true to himself as Simon Sinek is true to himself as David Ogilvy was true to himself George Lois was true to himself these people are irreverent people but they are trendsetters they're people that they, they dictate when the tide changes they don't wait for the political climate to be the right time then jump in the water they jump in and then they then things change around them that's what you need to do if you're a te- if you're taking on the responsibility of teaching people you need to ask the hard questions you need to push the buttons you need to do things that people are uncomfortable doing because you are taking the brunt of the load because you just that's how progress happens man that's how that's how evolution happens evolution happens with change and you don't get change with stagnant thinking so you can't sit there and just accept ideas and just allow people to just say things you need to question it you need to push it you need to look at it from different angles once again, I'm not saying be a troll. I'm not saying be mean. I'm not saying do things that hurt people's feelings. I'm saying try to look at things from different perspectives because different perspectives lead to new ideas. New ideas lead to new thought processes. And who knows? Who knows what can come from that? But one last example of this mentality that I'm trying to give you is Brett Weinstein. Brett Weinstein is an evolutionary biologist who worked at Evergreen University. He was kicked out. There was some drama. You can Google it if you want. His name is Brett Weinstein. But what I like most about Brett Weinstein is he's an evolutionary biologist, and as his job, it is his duty to have conversations that are incredibly uncomfortable because it's not morally right. It's not necessarily ethically right, but it's about evolution, and evolution doesn't have morals or ethics. Evolution is about moving forward. So he often says, I get yelled at all the time. People say, you're sexist, you're racist, you're this, that, or the other things, that I'm just the messenger. I don't make evolution. I just report my findings. I study. I look up statistics. Based on these statistics, this appears to be the outcome, and it may change, but it has nothing to do with me. I'm I'm doing nothing more than looking through the microscope, and that's what you are as a teacher. All you're doing is observing, and you're sharing your thoughts with your audience, and by doing so, you're allowing people to think and generate new ideas in a way that would have never been done before. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to get a little bit of backlash because even Gary Vaynerchuk gets backlash. And you love him, right? I know you guys love him. He gets backlash for the cursing, but he doesn't stop because that's who he is. That's his, you Take it or leave it. That's the mentality you need. So yeah, I know I'm getting ranting all over the place, but to summarize what I'm saying, I'm saying you need to have the mentality of take it or leave it. I am who I am. I am who I am. That's it. Concrete. Be yourself, be transparent, people will love you. I promise you. I like you for who you are. With all your flaws, that's what makes you perfect. Perfection is flaws. Like, that's what you need to understand. Because flaws, quote-unquote flaws, lead to 
evolution because the flaws aren't necessarily flaws when they work in the correct application. If that's not too meta, I hope you guys understand that a quote-unquote mistake can end up being a new idea or a new methodology that we thought was originally a mistake. Summarize one last time. Mistakes are okay. Fail passionately and confidently because you'll be surprised. Your audience would love to come for part of the process. This podcast can be a catastrophic failure. Easy for me to say. Catastrophic failure this podcast can be. But I tried. I shared my thoughts with you, and I honestly think that this won't be a failure. I think you guys will like what I'm saying, and you will respond, and you guys will then allow yourselves to, to, to breathe and drop your shoulders and be yourself and express really what you think. And yes, you're going to piss people off, but you're also going to excite people. You're also going to allow people to think in new ways. And as a teacher, it's your moral responsibility to teach these people to do something, to push themselves, to learn. So stop thinking about yourself as just another user and start thinking about yourself as a teacher because people will learn from you and you will learn from people. And it's a cycle. It's a cycle of humans and it's a cycle of life and it's a cycle of communication. So get out there, teach fearlessly, ask the fearless questions, and watch what happens. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I would love to know what you think about this episode more than any other episode. If I can ask one of you 700 listeners to reach out to me privately, publicly, however you want to do it, let me know your thoughts on this episode of the podcast. Let me know what you honestly thought. If there's an episode that you really liked, let me know what that was. And the last thing that I can ask for, for, for any of you 700 listeners if I can please ask you to rate this on iTunes so more people can find it, I would be forever grateful because the intention of this, and this is a group effort, this isn't just me talking into a mic, this is us having a conversation, is that the more people that get involved, the larger the conversation is, the more perspectives we can learn, the more trials and tribulations we can take on and overcome as a, as a group, as a group collective, because that's what we are, we're a team. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you guys with that. I hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day. This, this is out on the day of Valentine's Day, so I hope if you're listening to this tonight, I hope you have a wonderful time. I love you all. Happy Valentine's Day, and until next time, Lauren Bronstein out.